It's Pi Augustine, your Division One candidate for Ipswich. My plan is for a community that is vibrant and attracts world investment, a community that is connected with the state-of-the-art transport system, a community that cares for our people and environment at a time of need. Division One needs a councillor that has the energy and motivation to get things done. A community champion. Find out more about me on my Facebook page, Pi Augustine for Division One. This ad was approved by Pi Augustine candidate. Ipswich deserves strong and stable leadership you know you can trust. I'm Mayor Teresa Harding, and as your Mayor, Ipswich is once again a city that businesses are proud to invest in and families love to call home. To keep our city moving forward, I'm committed to reducing cost of living pressures, expanding our road and transport networks, delivering more for our suburbs, and boosting investment in grassroots sports in our community. So vote one Teresa Harding for Mayor for sustainable growth for Ipswich. Authorised by T Harding, 264 South Station Road, Raceview. Coming up, as the dust settles on the state election, re-elected member for Ipswich, Jen Howard, gives her thoughts on a Labor win. And Ipswich City Council announces the opening date for Tulma Place and the new Ipswich Central Library. It's Wednesday, November 4, 2020, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. The state election has been run and won with the ALP again to govern Queensland. With a three or four seat majority likely, this gives Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk a firm hold on the Treasury benches. It was a pretty nasty campaign from some of the minor parties and Queensland has roundly rejected this style of gutter politics and outright lies. From a local perspective, the four Labor members were returned with an increase in their vote. While the scenic rim, which includes a handful of Ipswich suburbs including Willowbank and Amberley, was retained for the LNP by John Krauss. To take a closer look at what happened in Ipswich more broadly, I'm joined by Jennifer Howard, who has been returned as the ALP member for Ipswich. Thanks for joining Ipswich today, Jennifer Howard. Thanks for having me, Alan. Lovely to be here. At the time of recording this interview, just over 82% of the votes have been counted in your seat, giving you almost 52% of first preferences. You must be doing something right. Well, I'm really always humbled to uh, get the support of Ipswich people. It's such a privilege to represent this city. Um, You know, I believe very strongly that people were concerned about their health, they were concerned about their future, and they were very supportive of the Premier's very strong leadership these past months. What were voters saying to you on election day as you went round the booths? Yeah, it was, it was a pretty common theme, Alan. Uh, yeah. Once again, they, they felt that you know they were safe because the Premier was strong. Uh, there was also some concern. It was, became pretty evident that the LNP's costings really didn't add up and that it was pretty obvious that public servants were jobs were going to be at risk again. Uh, it's not unrealistic for public servants to be concerned. It was only a few years ago that 14,000 of them lost their jobs. Uh, so, you know, that was a real concern. Lance McCallum in Bundamba, Sharice Mullen in Jordan and Jim Madden all increased their vote. Have you had a chance to talk with them since Saturday? I sure have. Um, it's uh, And even throughout the campaign, it was... Um, we're a very strong team out here. We've got, you know, we've held our seats strongly. 
you know, we had to work together through pre-poll. We had joint booths right across, and uh, I was delighted for, for all of them. There were lots of minors in play at this election, and just using Ipswich mm. West as an example with Jim Madden, mm. now he was returned mm. despite the outrageous and downright nasty tactics from serial candidate uh, Duffy. Do you have any comments to make on that? I do think it's outrageous, and I think Ipswich people think it's outrageous. The, the One Nation vote dropped significantly, and you know, I, I, I really hope that candidates like Duffy start to see the writing on the wall and understand that people people don't believe the lies. They don't they don't like the grubby tactics. They want governments that, you know, graduated from the schoolyard and that actually want to deliver for their communities. Last Saturday was also one of the worst for severe storms. Many years since we've seen storms like that. People can't live in their homes and probably weeks and months before they can. I know your colleague Sharice Mullen has been out and about in the worst hit suburbs around Springfield Lakes. Council's doing their bit. What is the state government doing to help? Well, uh, the state government has stepped up. We've got emergency hardship assistance grants of up to $900. They're available for families. Uh, We've got grants ranging from $180 per person to $900 for a family of five. And they can be used to help with essentials like, you know, food and clothing. And then there's the essential household content grant, structural assistance grants and essential services, safety and uh, reconnection grants. You know, uh, eligible residents uh, have to satisfy an income test, uh, you know, if they're uninsured or have experienced certain loss or damage. Mm -hmm. But um, there is a community recovery hotline, uh, 1800 or people could download and use the self-recovery app or visit communityrecovery.qld.gov.au. Jennifer Howard, is this limited to certain suburbs? Because I noticed there's a yeah. random damage around Rosewood, broken solar panels and that yeah. that sort of thing. So is there any limitation? Yeah, there, there is. Uh, so Springfield, Springfield Lakes, Rosewood and Willowbank uh-huh. are the okay. areas that we have identified. Health warnings about food, they came out almost immediately after the storm last mm. week and by now people should have well and truly got uh, gotten rid of uh, rotten food that was in the fridge. Uh, council mm. set up some bins, but I, I don't think we can say it too much because people don't like throwing things out. It's very important. It's not worth the risk. You know, uh, people just need to, and we do have these grants available to help with things like essential items, you know, for families who've lost, you know, reach out, there's help out there. Looking ahead, what are your priorities for the seat of Ipswich? Well, you know, we have managed our health. Uh, the health side of the pandemic worked very well so far, which has freed us up to concentrate on the economic recovery. And we've got the fastest growing area in Queensland here in Ipswich and surrounds. We need to future-proof this area. And that's the way to do that is through jobs. We'll be delivering our budget in a couple of weeks' time uh, and I think that that's going to sort of, you know, uh, really clear the path for some great uh, tangible outcomes for our community. Jennifer Howard, as always, thanks again for talking with Ipswich today. Thanks so much, Alan. And in other news, the new Nicholas Street Precinct Civic Plaza, now known as Tulma Place, will open to the public on Saturday the 28th of November. Residents will be able to walk all the way down Nicholas Street to the end where the official opening of Tulma Place will happen overlooking Riverheart Parklands. 
Mayor Theresa Harding said the new city centre is one of the most exciting projects in Ipswich's history and would like to see as many residents as possible attend the opening. This will mark the beginning of a new era for the City Heart. A full day of events are planned for Saturday the 28th, kicking off at 9am with the Handmade Expo lining the plaza. The official opening of Tulma Place will take place at 10.30am with a traditional smoking ceremony. The precinct's primary art piece, Standing, as well as the Evolve series of Indigenous artworks will be unveiled. One lucky local child, selected by River 949, will win the honour of turning on the spectacular zero-depth water play area. From Sunday the 29th of November until Sunday the 20th of December, Tilma Place will feature music, food and fun each day. The very popular Future Flavours Food Fair will be back on Saturday the 5th of December, which will see Nicholas Street filled with food trucks. You can check out a full calendar of events planned from the 28th through to December 20, www nicholasst.com.au and to learn more about the opening of the new Ipswich Central Library on Monday the 7th of December visit ipswichlibraries.com.au Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999 This podcast is also listener supported If you like what you hear please make a once-only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswichtoday.com.au and click the Donate button at the bottom of the page. You can subscribe for free and share this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio, or play Ipswich Today from your smart speaker. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thanks for listening. From legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode. Or go to ipswichtoday.com.au.